0: I knew for a stretch that I was deaf. I definitely was very, very weak of hearing for two plus years, but I didn't know I was also blind. (laughs) AJ McCaw, VFX, good Monday morning. Not a good sign. I drove to work today, by the way. No, it's uh, mind blindness. Apparently, if you are unable to be uh, scared by scary stories, it might be mind blindness, which is basically the... Inability to picture things in your head as someone's telling you a story, and up to one in twenty people have it. Huh. But like, when it came to scary stories, ghost stories, right? Everybody did that at some point in their life. Everybody go around and tell them. And I'm not very good at them. I don't have any of them. But like, no, nah, they didn't work on me. So now I'm like, wait, do I have this? Because like, don't get me wrong. I can scare myself all day and, and run through cringe scenarios and be like, oh my gosh, you idiot! Why, blah, blah why, why? But that's me. I can do me. Right. But if I hear a scary story, no. And it says it's not just... It's just stories. Images, everybody gets scared of those. Which is a fun conclusion as a whole. Everybody. Yeah, everybody everybody just gets scared
1: of pictures. (laughs) I, I don't know. I feel like I have this, kind of.
0: Stories don't work on you either.
1: Well, yeah. And if I try and think about it too hard, then I get like caught up in thinking. And then I get distracted from the story. Um... So I don't know. The
0: don't other know. question is not to say that we're both wrong. Is it possible that I feel I feel like I have a limited enough amount of people telling me scary stories that I could say this that we just didn't deal with good storytellers?
1: Could be. I don't.
0: know I just because like like so. Did anybody did everybody see the show when you were kids? Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Right? It was on SNICK, and the whole the whole premise was they sat around the campfire and they told scary stories. Like I feel like you tell that story to me, mm-hmm. nothing. I watched that show and they they acted out, and you see all this stuff. Hate it. Can't do it. So I feel like that's mind blindness. Probably so. And knowing me the way that I am, but like ah, perfect, impervious to. Any sort of scary story whatsoever, which now just means someone's going to try and tell me the scary story ever, which I don't want to do. So it's not do scary anyway to begin with. Frankly, it's probably my mind's repressed defense against everything else because I don't, I don't want to be scared. I don't like it. I don't like horror movies. I don't like haunted houses. I don't want to do any of that. But mind blindness it is. Shield up. Thank you. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Speaking of being scared, though, again, seeing scary totally works. And seeing scary might just happen this Friday. Uh, if you missed it, we got the ted up post is gonna go up a little bit today, but we'll give you the, the details on what we're doing this Friday. There's a few spots left. Friday, you get a chance to see AJ and McCall be scared in real life, though, not without being in harm, not harm's way, not without being in the line of fear yourself. AJ and McCall on VFX, because we are going on a ghost hunt. Let's say hunt. Hunt sounds a bit aggressive, but I mean it really is a hunt.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's like a ghost sitting.
0: Va- not vacation. It's not a ghost? vacation. What 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 would you call it like if you go to a zoo and you like watch the animals like, like an exhibit? Open, like ghosts? Yeah. Sort of. Ghost exploring? It's, yeah. Because, like, we're going to go out with the other realm, who's a paranormal group that's really great in the valley. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to go find paranormal and, and see what happens. But, you know, Hunt just sounds like we're not going to catch one. We're not no. dating Phantom. No. It just seems aggressive. And just with the fact that there's a ghost in the building, I also don't want to, if there's some kind of super super spooky spectacular inter, yeah, international high inter, information highway or whatever, I don't need that information moving to wherever we're going.
1: They got, like, Facebook.
0: Yeah. Like uh, face. Boo book. Um, so if you want to tag along, there's just a few spots left. Thank you everyone who very quickly got their spots. There's a limited number of spots because obviously the other ROM can only look out for so many of us since mm-hmm. they're chaperoning us. That is absolutely happening. Yes. So if you message them on Facebook, yours RSVP, your spot for this Friday night, it's going to be later, but uh, just want to give everybody a heads up that there's still a few spots left. But again, thank you to all those that jumped on it immediately. Ten um, Ten bucks. Uh, They'll get you all the information and we will go out and maybe be scared and take some fun pictures and have a good time and honestly wait until just about the most spooky day of the year to go ghost hunting. I mean, what's the worst that could happen?
1: I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. Right. I had a friend in Vernal who um, she used to come through the bank drive through all the time and she was talking to me about how much she would go like ghost hunting and she said that it was just great. She loved it.
0: Uh, I went with the other room once through the uh, Ellen Eccles Theater, and they are awesome. They have tons of equipment. They're really cool to explain stuff and whatever. And it was a good time. And may or may not one particular spirit threatened to harm my girlfriend, but it was okay. We burned sage, and everything else was fine. It was fun. So again, uh, the other room on Facebook. If you message me, RSVP for this Friday. We look forward to seeing all the people that uh, signed up. There's only a couple spots left. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What do toilet paper, the volume? and microwave all have in common. they are things that we have very, very strong, admittedly a little bit silly opinions about. Yeah. And also McCall apparently has experience uh, picking locks. Yes. do know that one. Yeah. Everyone has opinions. You form them based on life experience and what you've learned and try to come up with a... Shortcut to get to answers to questions or what life has taught you. It's just a quick reaction. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't form some of them that are maybe a little bit silly, but nonetheless, you are still staunch in your support of them. AJ McCod, VFX for the Automatrix Group debated eight. Yesterday, producer Butters and I were talking while he was heating up some lunch for himself, and I was telling him, I said, I refuse. I will not do the microwave in anything other than increments of 15 seconds. Will not budge on that. However, I don't even think that's the silliest, strong opinion I have. You have to clear the time off the microwave after you're done. I cannot emphasize this. And just hit cancel. Like, first of all, what sociopaths leaves time on there? <laughs> Second of all, just cl- just hit cancel. So get one button. Just click. Done. It's right there by the eject button already anyway.
1: <laughs> I I- love I love how worked up you get over this. I love it so much. Because the other day I put something in the microwave and I stopped it with one second left. And Dustin stopped and looked at me. He's like, really? You had one second left. I was like, I I didn't want it to beep. I don't really know. I just grabbed it. It was just there. And he was like, it had one second left. And I was like, I. Preach, brother. Honestly, She's I really don't know. I really don't know what happened. So I I, uh, I don't know. I guess it's, uh, it's not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> monster. Same thing with television, by the way. Fives, zeros, or even numbers. Cannot be odd with the volume. Or actually anything volume. Not just TVs. Speakers, whatever. F- five zeros or even numbers. Anything else, no. You're a monster. Uh, what is your strong opinion? Uh, share on our Instagram. We'll put it up for the poll day. Just very simply, what is your silly strong opinion? And we won't make fun of you. I just want to know what it is. You want to laugh at me in the microwave? Go about it. But, but I'm not wrong on this one. And I will. I will die on this hill with no seconds left on the microwave. 68255 is the number to text. Start your text with VFX.
1: Well it was nice knowing you, AJ.
0: I'm taking this one to the grave. I want it on the somewhere on the back of my tombstone. Make sure the microwave is cleared.
1: Man, 20 years from now, people are gonna be like, a what? A microwave? <laughs> Probably, to be honest. What is that? Uh look, someone
0: shared your opinion. We just got this message on Facebook. Toilet paper goes over, not under.
1: Yeah. I just prefer it that way. I've started living my life in a in a more uh easygoing manner except for when the toilet paper goes over for some reason that one just sets me right off and I don't understand why
0: (laughs) I look I just stand back and whatever if you want to change it I'm good with it I don't care one way or the other uh so I'll just I'll let those people take care of it You, you go ahead
1: I guess I only have like one big strong opinion and and I don't know when when it comes to there's bathrooms that I've gone into Specifically one in particular here that uh, people may or may not go in and then they like lock the door after they walk out. So the door is open, but the door is locked. I don't know. And it is the most infuriating thing that and then not replacing the toilet paper. Those are the two things that set me off to the moon. But other than that, I'm like, okay. but when I walk into the bathroom and I go to lock the door when I'm closing it and it's already locked, I'm like, what? For what? For what? What if some demon ghost child came in here and slammed this door? Then it's locked. Then what? (laughs) Then we got to call somebody to fix it? I don't think so. Okay. then I got to break out a bobby pin. Do you know how long it's been since I had to break out a bobby pin to unlock a door?
0: I think it's nuts that there was a first time you had to break out a bobby pin to break out the door. For real? Yes. Oh. I have not found myself lock picking very
1: much in my life. Well, it's not like lockpicking. It's like my siblings would lock the doors and they would just like lock doors and then close them.
0: Right. And then you use the bobby pin to do what?
1: To open it because they weren't in it. They would close the door locked and then the door would be closed, locked, and just, you got to open it.
0: Just say it sounds like lockpicking to
1: me. It. I mean, it technically is.
0: Look, I think it's a skill that I wish I had. I just didn't know that I had anyone that had the requisite knowledge to get into doors they weren't allowed to. Can you imagine that? I once had a story where I walked into someone's house that I wasn't supposed to be in. True. Now I have lock picking available? It's over. I'm going to jail.
1: I'm, I'm going to jail. Look, I'm not condoning lock picking. I'm just saying, like, when you end up getting locked out of a door that is, like, shouldn't be locked door. Uh, uh, this is what you do, right? Right. Funny Fun fact, lockpicking
0: I don't believe has ever been part of Florida or not. I think there's a level of of intelligence that goes into knowing how to lockpick that would uh, hopefully keep you out of being featured in the dumb criminal part. Yeah. But maybe there's a first time for everything. With us entering the week of Halloween, does Florida get less crazy, more crazy, or stay the same?
1: I think it's staying the same until next week. Till
0: next week. AJ McCall on VFX will let us put that theory to the test. Three crazy headlines, please.
1: Okay. Headline number one, a guy who didn't have a medical license was giving Botox injections while drinking for loco. Like, who, how? Ha-
0: like, I'm not saying I check. Like, I don't go to the dentist or the doctor's office. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let's see the degrees. Let's got see the paperwork. Oh. Let's see the paperwork. But, like, how? Dude's got needles near your eyeballs.
1: Yep. So there's story one. Story number two: disgruntled employee got six months for releasing rats at work.
0: I ain't working. There, I'll tell you that. That's an effective. Mm. It's an effective strategy, Cotton.
1: Yeah, and then we've got uh, headline number three: police arrested a lady who stole a service dog at Walmart. Oh, that's. I know. That's piece just, of trash. Yeah, that's just sad. I know. Them working boys. There you go. Three crazy stories. <sighs>
0: Look, I'm not saying in any way whatsoever the A.J. McCall show condones releasing rats into your ex-workplace. Oh, my gosh, no. I'm just saying, George, if it happened, like, it's a good way to get me to not want to work there, right? That's pretty good. I agree. Like, I'm just, I'm out for a minute. A.J. McCall, at VFX, Florida, not George, playing for those Jurassic Quest tickets. Three stories, please.
1: Okay, story number one. We got a guy who got busted for giving Botox shops at a, shots excuse me, at a spa even though he wasn't a doctor and didn't have a medical license and was drinking four locos while he was working.
0: Like that last part should have been just like immediate, like hold that time out, time hold, out,
1: hold please. But like, how did he get the job? Like he just walked in with a lab coat. and Everybody's
0: like, checks out.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The detective went undercover last month, found out. Yes, this is definitely true. They have this tip that there was something shady going on. At these events, they're the quote <laughs> "Botox and Bubbles" events. The
0: detective went undercover and got bad Botox.
1: Yeah, the detective was like, you know he what? Did. I don't think this oh. is. Uh, I don't think this is legit. So there's uh, there's story one, and we got story number two. Some guy tried to get revenge on his manager earlier this year by releasing rats at work. He was caught, paid thirty five hundred dollars to, co- to cover the damages, and got sentenced to six months in prison. It was his current place of work. He. I think still, I don't know if he still works there. He's in jail right now. (laughs) That would be (laughs) it. He he may
0: still, I mean, look, I knew it was bad for workers, but I I think he can cut that one loose. I think he can cut that guy loose.
1: It says, quote, a disgruntled employee. So it doesn't say ex-employee. It It
0: does not say former employee. Fair enough. It
1: says, I don't know. The judge said (laughs) it was, quote, uniquely wicked act because he put the effort into finding, catching, and releasing them. (laughs) you <laughs> gotta be honest it's a lot of work it, it, it
0: is a lot of effort which again should show his determination as a potential a uh, hire but uniquely uh, 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 not very often sure uniquely and nah, not that original
1: and then we got story number three some lady stole someone's service dog from a walmart last wednesday fortunately Aww. the dog was found safe the woman was arrested and charged with theft I don't know. The dog's owner briefly stepped away from her cart in the checkout line and this lady just snatched the dog and took off.
0: Um, Like, I get it. They're well-trained and everything and yeah. they look adorable in their vests. But, like, leave, no. How dare no. you? Yeah. Leave them alone. Jerk.
1: So there you go. Three crazy stories. Hmm. What are you feeling?
0: Well, the, the third one, like, is bad, but it, it just makes me sad. And generally, Florida not makes me laugh. So I think we rule out... Uh, number three, which leaves rats and uh, the dude giving Botox while drinking alcohol. Like I get how did that dude just waltz his way in and everyone's like, yeah, right. That checks out. Like it's good. He's drinking and whatever. I mean, he's a doctor. It's fine. That seems very Florida, right? That he could get away drinking and just sticking needles into people's face. And then uh, no one was like, yeah, we, we gotta, we, we gotta stop this. I, I think I think that is terrible. That is Florida. I think we go with that. Yes. Okay. McCall, is it? Story number one.
1: It is. Congratulations. We've got you hooked up with these Jurassic Quest tickets. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you, okay?
0: Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You've had Botox before, right? Uh Uh-huh. Please tell me, enlighten me, how terrifying it is just in general to work with a professional and have a needle coming towards your face. Uh, the
1: people that I ended up working with, I'd love to go get some more, but um, whatever. But uh, the people that I ended up working with, they were great. They did a great job with it. They were very uh, calming about it. Explained the whole process. It was very nice, and I feel like with them being of sound mind, <laughs> made it a lot better. It would help. Yeah, I would definitely. Because if they were like, nah, sis, it's not a big deal. Ha, ta, 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 ta. Oh, sorry. That Hit was me eye. just jabbing the. My the bad. <laughs>
0: You know, that raises actually a really interesting question. Okay. Congratulations to George. He wins Florida, not on VFX. So very simply, just answer me this. Did you flinch the first time you got Botox?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Probably, maybe. Okay. I'm sure I. it wasn't like a big flinch. It's not like I like threw my head yep. clear side to the side or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that uh, feels like you're being poked with a needle.
0: Raises a very interesting question about the fears of the McCall Taylor. Oh, good. Because so many people share one of needles, right? Yep. Well, apparently, according to McCall, more afraid of her own finger than needles. Yep. Fresh off of ejecting people with, uh, what is it, mushrooms to kill skin or whatever. What's Botox? I don't know. People do it.
1: I don't know. It's like a, I don't know.
0: It's poison. It's some kind of poison. I I know know. that.
1: Paralytic. Yeah, whatever.
0: You paralyze your face into a... Yeah. Why so serious? AJ McCall VFX. Here's what gets me, and I thought about this because the Florida story was the doctor, excuse me, the person impersonating a doctor who walked in with a lab coat, beer in hand, and they were like, Cool, you got you got room four. Just stick the needles in their forehead, we'll call it good.
1: Yep. Boom. McCall's
0: had Botox. I have. And she said, Maybe minor flinch, because nobody likes needles. Right. But not really. McCall, what happens? If you were to ever try and put
1: context in your eyes. I can't. I I physically like cannot do it. I know I know that I can just touch my eyeball. I know that I'm capable of doing it. But for some reason it's like as soon as I get really close to touching my eyeball, my eyes like, yeah, we're close enough. Yep, that's where we're at. We're close enough. And I, I can't. I cannot. For the life of me, AJ has seen me trying to put in contacts before because I don't wear contacts unless I'm doing like a Halloween look or um, something along those lines. I have fancy contacts and I've tried to put them in, but it's like I have to put them in before my makeup look, because if I don't, then I'm going to ruin my makeup look by watering my eyeballs all over my makeup because I can't. 'Cause I just I get so close. Like I just touched my I see, I'm good. I just touched it. But it's like I can't see <laughs> I'm good. Didn't do it all day. But I can't I don't know. I don't know. Stop it. Ba-da-da-da-da. I don't know why.
0: Uh, so just so we're all clear, you know, week of Halloween, week of fear, spooky at its most. Needle, less scary than finger. <laughs> I just- it's just interesting. I'm sure there's other ones out there in terms of like things of your own that uh, terrify you more than others uh, than they should. Uh, I don't know. I'm, like, we talk to Vern all the time, right? He's a good dude. He's on time. He told us the story that one time when he shot the nail through his hand or whatever. And I was right. like,
1: oh, right. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Can't speak for him. Don't want to make anything up. But I'd imagine at this point, like, he's like, ah, I've seen kind of the worst the nail can do. Probably less afraid of a nail gun than me. Say, then maybe something else he's got a fear of. Something unusual. Maybe he doesn't like cats, birds. I mean, who does? If it flies, it spies. Who's to say? But like, once a nail's been shot through your hand, I think once you get past the trauma, I think you might be a little bit indifferent to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he just, he's he's a great guy. Yes. He recovered fine. Laughed it off. Done. Yep. <laughs> um speaking of uh fear so maybe maybe i will give leave room for the caveat that someone who needed a favor from me was a little bit hesitant about texting to do so because they were afraid of what my response is but what is the appropriate way to text someone to ask for a favor because i don't like beating around the bush and it's a good way for me to not do the favor Why in this age of direct contact, or the ability to immediately contact, I should say direct contact because we've now put up all these filters and walls so that we can sift through what we actually want to respond to, AJ McCall at VFX, but why in this age of being able to immediately contact people do we beat around the bush? Like, if someone sends you a text message, say, I don't know, hey, I might need a favor from you, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) How's that person going to respond?
1: Usually it's like a worried oh no what's wrong
0: hey we need to talk
1: oh done
0: that's it when you're free come see me
1: dude that's it i've got friends who know the way that i am and they'll send me a message and be like hey is there any way that you're available later this afternoon i'd like to talk about something something but no, i no, can't no, something but i can't tell you what it is don't worry it's not bad though because i know that you're going to go down a deep yes. dark rabbit hole hey, that's good friends yeah oh. yeah
0: no, it's completely true. I got that text message. Hey, I might need a favor from you. Dot dot dot, and I was like, okay. Dot dot dot. Like, just ask. Yes. I mean, like, I get it. You you don't want to like lean into it because it feels rude. But as McCall said, I, the 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 baiting of it annoys me even more. Like, if you're like, hey, by the way, I don't whatever. I I need you to go pick up my grandma. So if you just start with, hey, I, sorry to ask. Uh, I got to go grocery shopping and my grandma promising my grandma a ride. Is it possible that you could do that? Like, at least you give me just give me the explanation, explain it. And then I'll tell you if I'm available or not. Like, I feel like it's trying to set up this situation, trying to set up this trap where it's like trying to catch me if I'm going to actually do it or not. Because, like, you've ever gotten the one where someone's like, hey, are you free? Blank to blank. Two to four. And then you answer and then like, oh, and then like, if you're not free, like this has happened to me plenty of times. Hey, are you free two to four. No, I'm not. Oh, dang. I was going to ask you to, to do this. Shucks. Like you could have just asked me, hey, are you free two to four? I need someone to do blank. I don't understand why you just leave out the end part of it. Because no, everybody, like, like McCall said, everybody goes down that rabbit hole. Yes. We need to talk. Hey, I need to see you. Hey, are you busy? Whatever it is, everyone, no one's like, hey, we need to talk. Bet it's good news. Yep, it's great. Be, it's, it's great. This is going to be the thing I was waiting for. No, it's, what did I do? Yes. And then your brain's like, well, let's go over every terrible thing that really probably wasn't that bad. Let's let, let's just make them worse. And we'll circle and spiral and spiral and go down the black hole. I once got a text message. My family is, makes it worse. And that's probably actually why I'm more annoyed than the average person. Because my fam- my, my dad is notorious for texting me, hey, call me. Yeah. Just call me or text me what you need. One way or the other, I'll get back to you. Technology is an amazing thing. It's not going to wipe the slate clean. Yep. One time, I was doing, filling in for a different show. I had a text message from my mom. Hey, call me. It's an emergency. What What happened? Did somebody die? What's going on with the family? My sisters are at home. Like, what's going on? Yeah. I get a break, a call. Hey, what's the emergency? Tell me. I was just wondering if you had started looking at engagement rings. I was just going Really? That You couldn't text me that? Click. Guess who's not picking up the next time a phone call's coming through? This guy. Just just be direct. Just be direct. It's fine. Yeah. And if they don't respond to it, well, that makes everyone a liar. Because what does everybody say? I want to be dealt with directly. And then if they say, hey, I don't appreciate how you dealt with me directly, call them out on it. Because everybody says the same thing. just like everybody says you shouldn't ghost people. But what did the survey said? Well, one-third of people have ghosted people. So you can just call them out on being a liar. Be direct about it. Don't beat around the bush. And stop sending people down spirals. It's rude. Yes. It's way worse than being direct is. Yeah. Speaking of being direct, I suppose you could make an argument that, like, we could stick stickers on the park narks or send our our, our narkers out in the world with stickers to be a little bit more direct about it. But, like, there's those people get kind of sensitive about that stuff. And, like, the A.J. McCall them responsible for someone to have to defend themselves if somebody flies off the handle about, you know, being confronted about their terrible parking. Yes. Giving us social media gets everyone a nice buffer where we can laugh and point from afar, and hopefully they'll see, be a little bit embarrassed, and correct their behavior. A new week, two new nominees competing for the worst parking job in Cache Valley. A new week, though, worth noting as we get ready to wrap up the month October, which is kind of nuts to say out loud. Yes. We're coming closer and closer and closer to the uh, Parknarks finale tournament to find out who is the worst Parker of 2021 as a
1: whole. Yep.
0: That being said, AJ McCall on VFX, another chance to punch someone's entry into potentially being the worst Parker in Cash Valley for an entire year, which I guess if you believe in no publicity is bad publicity, is great news for someone. Yeah. That being said, let us meet this week's competitors.
1: Okay, so we've got nominee number one, which is a motorcycle that is parked in a special needs parking spot. And it's like off to the side, like almost somebody could maybe try and park there if they wanted their entire car to be halfway into the drive area.
0: Choices, decisions. So
1: um. anyway. Historic,
0: n- our first... Non-four-wheel
1: vehicle? I think so, yes. Correct. So uh nominee number one is named reasonably, I think, but I named it so it's nighttime. So no one needs this parking spot. Cause it happened at nighttime. I mean,
0: what are the odds? What are the odds? Who's really gonna be
1: Nobody's it? actually gonna be parking here at nighttime. People aren't people aren't out in the evenings. <laughs> ever it's true in logan no
0: everything closes at like five
1: i know and then we've got nominee number two which is a car over at a mcdonald's that's parked on the stripy lines that say don't park here and it's named come on just let me park in the lines if i'm correct
0: so that's the is that the mcdonald's at the south end of the valley right no
1: it's on the north it's it's the one that by like 10th Tenth, got almost, it. almost by either, tenth north.
0: Either way, not only are you parked in the stripy lines. It believe me, if I'm correct, me if I'm wrong, didn't like all of them circle around, right? So it's in the way of people that are going to go through the drive, going to get to the drive through.
1: Mm, it could be. It looks like it's on the parking strip, so it's not either like either way in the way in the way. And it's not like, oh, this is where they told me to go because they have the designated parking spots for that.
0: Yeah. Can you pull, you know, you ever had that one? Can you pull forward Mm -hmm. and we'll bring your food out? I don't think they said there. No. Those stripes aren't hot, tasty French fries. No. They're not. Jerks. Uh, Ironically enough, it's kind of funny to have uh, our first ever motorcycle in there because biking is a conversation that comes up a lot in the building because we have a, a salesperson who's an avid, like competitive biker. And so we get into discussions or not. And it's really interesting because- he talks about the bias against bikers on the road and I was like, yeah, you're right. He's right. There's bias against bikers in general so I'm curious if that carries over into Park Narks. Because like, as bad, as bad as all of our nominees ever are do you ever get more frustrated parking where you're like, oh my gosh, there's a spot and you pull up and then you look and it's because there's a motorcycle pulled all the way forward and you're like, ah,
1: you got me. Dang it. No. <laughs> No one doesn't really get me all that much. Vote for who you think is the most annoying
0: in this week's competition between uh, Parknark nominees. Uh it'll be on Facebook, it'll be on our Instagram story, Thermo Fisher Poll today. I may have found a pickier eater than Producer Butters.
1: Wow. And that
0: is saying something. It is. Admittedly, my inner child cheered a little bit at why they were being picky, but ultimately as an adult, I went... Really? It's stir fry, bro. Producer Butters is so picky. How picky is he? Sorry,
1: I was finishing a drink. How picky is he?
0: He just doesn't even bother to get the things taken off that he doesn't like because he's just so concerned that someone's going to screw it up anyway that he just (sighs) plans to just knock it all off when he gets it. Yep. Now, so Producer Butters is one of those people who likes what he likes, right? That's that's the credo for those who refuse to try mostly anything new. Yeah. AJ McCloud VFX. That being said, I think I met someone in at least one realm who is pickier Ooh. than producer Butters.
1: Wow. It says a lot.
0: Now, I don't know if you've ever had home- homemade stir fry before. I assume you have.
1: Yeah.
0: It's delicious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rice, some kind of meat, a little bit of vegetables, pretty common dish, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say who, because I do like them. But I watched someone get stir fry, go up to the pan. where We were having chicken, cauliflower, broccoli, and carrots. That was what was in it. Pick only chicken out and just have chicken and rice. Huh. And I watched, and they set their plate down, and I thought, that's not what we're having. (laughs) Okay. And I asked... You don't like vegetables? And the response was, well, if you just... They cooked with it, so the essence is there. That's where all the nutrition is trying to come up with a way to get me to shut up about it.
1: Yes, that's... Uh, as a matter of fact, that's how that's how it works.
0: <laughs> they touch, so it's there. All the vitamins, everything you need is there. Yep. My inner child cheered, because I never liked vegetables. I would not say that I like vegetables. Now, I tolerate them. They are a necessary evil in my life. Uh-huh. They're fine. Uh-huh. My inner child was like, yeah, because that never would have happened. We had the eat your vegetables, you don't get up from the table rule in my house. Right. But it was like, like just you dump some soy sauce. Like, I adopted, this is a policy adopted. What do you do? You eat them all first. Yes. You don't like vegetables, you get them all down first. Yep. And then you save the chicken and rice, you finish the chicken and rice. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, well... Come on, you can't you can't do it. It's kind of, it's not very polite. This is a
1: good condition.
0: You're like, about that, no thanks.
1: <laughs> about that, could you not?
0: <laughs>
1: so, I offer this, the vegetable
0: avoider. Is there anyone that you can top that in terms of pickiness? Because Producer Butters is generally my state. My Producer Butters is my oldest sister. I took my oldest sister, by the way, to a Mexican restaurant once. to get. It was one of those places right where you go and you get the burritos made in front of you and you say, I want this, beans, right. rice, whatever. She got rice, beans chicken didn't even get queso they offered queso no and i was hmm. like okay i'm not sure if we're related anymore like that was in that was hard for me to swallow during dinner because how how can you not like queso
1: i like queso queso's who, pretty dang good doesn't like what, like right people now people who are allergic to it
0: well they they have a reason that's fine lactose are taught you get to be pushed to the side and no no fun made of you but like right at 7:41 right now if i said hey you want some queso are you really gonna turn it down no, nah. no, no, you're not. I'm not going to either. Chips and queso right now. Let's do it. Yep. But anyway, I raise you the vegetable separator. Is there anyone pickier than that?
1: Um, I know of one individual. I once upon a time made an omelet because I like omelets and I decided to make omelets and my mom said, just so you know, your youngest sibling doesn't like um, onions and mushrooms, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I won't put the mushrooms in there, but onions got to go in there. Like,
0: they're delicious. You got
1: to cook them, right?
0: They just they add."
1: So I diced them up as small as I could, and diced them, sautéed them. My youngest sibling still managed to say, "Is this an onion?" I said, no. "I said, uh, yes," because I wasn't gonna lie. And they said, I, I don't want this. <laughs> I said, you don't want this? And they said, yes. I do not like onions. I do not want onions in my omelet. And I said, well, then make your own dang omelet. <laughs> because.
0: That's, pre- that's pretty good. I'll give it a ring of the bell. If they had picked him out and then ate the omelet, I would have 100% like conceded. Oh, because like that is so no, much work. No,
1: they did not want to. Tra- done. They, they did not want to <sighs> pick them out. Ah.
0: Uh, The interesting thing enough, though, with the vegetable separator leads to a really interesting question. I don't know how many people have seen How I Met Your Mother, but there's this whole episode based around something called the olive theory. Uh Uh-huh. Where the whole premise is there's there's a balance. One of you doesn't like olives. The other one likes olives. And that's why one of the reasons you'll work out. And the question is something is... Silly as that. Is it true? Because I watched the vegetable separator have vegetables eaten by significant other. And that's what everybody said. I'm like, you're just giving them an excuse. Yeah. I think a great relationship balances each other out. Whatever some of your weaknesses are could be some of their strengths and vice versa. Obviously, you you want something in common, but it's good, I think, to have those differences to strengthen each other as you grow together. AJ McCall at VFX. And a silly explanation or visualization of that is that How I Met Your Mother. There's an episode called... The Olive Theory, mm-hmm. where uh, Lily and Marshall, the whole thing around it is that Marshall doesn't like olives, and Lily does, and that's what makes him perfect, because they balance each other out. So, went to dinner, watched the vegetable splitter, separator, get stir-fry, leave all of the vegetables out, and though inadvertently, he's going to pick some up, and then significant other, eat them for him. And then was like, oh, it's, it's Olive Theory, it's cute, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, great, I mean, just eat the dang vegetables, but sure, so the question is, is there something that you just vehemently, vehemently detest in the food department that Dustin is all about? Likes it, will eat it, be like, oh, you don't like that? Perfect. Mine.
1: Um, yes and no. They're just not things that I really like cook. Like, I remember- I mean, once... that's
0: smart. If you're in control of the cookie, you don't like it. Why would you make it? Well,
1: I remember once upon a time, he was like, have you never had, like, canned oysters? Pass. And I was like- Already passed. No. Can't and anything. he was like, "Okay, well, we're gonna go buy them, and you're gonna try them." And I have never had anything nastier in my entire life because it has this like oil, this residual oil. Yes, I'm sure. It, it, Oysters already look like loogies. It 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 stays Mm-mm. for a very long time, Mm-mm. and I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone would – I don't think anyone's like, yeah, it's the canned oyster
1: theory. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> but Dustin was like, you've never had them? And I was like, no. And then I tried them, and I was like, I w- never again. I will never have those again. However, there's a lot of things like for me, I love coffee. I am a big right. coffee lover. Dustin is like, it's disgusting. It's a dirty bean juice. So like, <laughs> you, you get some coffee. Wrong. Yeah, and then tea is another one that Dustin's like mm. – gross you've got like watery leaves i i don't want watery leaf juice i don't want watery bean juice i don't want watery leaf juice give me the beans give me the leaf call it good like except he doesn't he doesn't like coffee and he doesn't like tea and that's okay and then uh what's the other thing that i end up There's there's a lot. I mean, pickles, I like pickles, he doesn't like pickles. See,
0: that one makes that you could go you could do the pickle theory too, because I mean what are the what are the odds you're really gonna run into canned oysters that often?
1: You're not. That's the thing. Like it's not a it's not a very common thing. But yeah, pickles 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 are one, but Dustin's not Dustin's really not all that picky when it comes to that kind of thing. Like if it comes on his burger or whatever, he doesn't care. He's not like Ew, get this off of my burger. I'm hmm. not going to eat this. No tomatoes. He's like, eh, whatever, don't care.
0: Uh, Ashley and I, ironically enough, olives. And it's really fun because when we have a get-together with her family, then we have to figure out which veggie plate. Somehow that's the one we're always in charge of. No complaints. It's just an observation. And they want the one with olives. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to pass. Because her whole family loves them. Mm-hmm. Me, can't stand them. Mm-mm ironically enough follow the olive theory but it's interesting because like the olive theory the pickle theory makes complete sense i feel like you encounter pickles all the time like you go out and sit you get something to eat and they give you the spear or whatever and you're like here take this i don't want it. get this right. crap out of my p- get it off my plate right but like olives how many times are you really going to encounter
1: olives i feel like you encounter them more as an adult really like at parties and things hey
0: how are you doing olive didn't see you there
1: um Probably like on the veggie
0: trays, is all I can think of.
1: Like, Unless sure you get like dish, drinks, dish pass.
0: But then all, you get all, like, oh, this is a garnish, all is. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, give me fruit, a rind, whatever, anything else, an like umbrella, a, anything else. Put it
1: on like a martini or something. Mm. No. I've never had one, but I think that's what they do. I've seen pictures it's, it's, and videos it's, it's, of it. Pass. I, it's a I watched, ter- terrible garnish. I watched uh, Legally Blonde, and her dad had one in his martini, I think. I watched it. I watched it yesterday.
0: I like the sentence. I think this is how martinis are because I saw it in legally blonde. I, I did like
1: that sentence. I did. I saw it in legally blonde. That's what I think they are. <laughs> they look fancy, fancy schmancy. Speaking of parents,
0: dad sent us a message over the weekend because apparently someone in the household do a little engagement ring shopping. Uh huh. Dad is uh, floored at the price of this said engagement ring. <laughs> oh, okay. We will get to that. And also, parents. I know the kids aren't dropped off to school yet, but it's it's a time to acknowledge. There may be like a little white lie or fib every once in a while, right? As a future son-in-law, I just want to say to the listener, we're about to read the message from. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you're trying to do. AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debate today on VFX. So here's the message. So my daughter and her boyfriend they live together and they're looking at rings. My daughter showed me a ring they found that she really likes. It is. Five thousand. I was hesitating whether I wanted to read it It's $5,000 Okay. I want to tell her To tell her boyfriend that it doesn't need to cost that much They're saving up to buy a house And I think you get a nice ring for you know Half that Yeah. And the rest of the money could go towards the house For sure Neither one of them make a ton of money And I know that she'll love whatever ring she gets Because she just will So do I butt in Or stay out of it Hmm
1: I think you can say something if you really want to. Um, but you know Do
0: that do that parent thing where you just you mm-hmm. don't say but you're like, hey, that one's kinda nice after you see the price on it.
1: I don't know. I just one? I feel like shiny things are nice. Mm-hmm. I like shiny things. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they also have to be on the same page as to which what it is that they want to be doing. Because if he's in a position and, and you know, they don't make a ton of money or whatever, if he's in a position at this point that he's comfortable with spending that amount of money on that kind of a ring, then f- that's fine. If not, you know, you save up for your house or whatever, you end up buying your house, and then you end up getting this ring at a later date, that would also be fine, you know? As long as the yes. later date actually comes and you yes. make that decision. So...
0: Dad, I think you do have to interject. You got to choose your words carefully, obviously. But what is happening with with the guy side of it is a game of chicken that he's he's not gonna he's not gonna fold on, because like as a dude, there's a lot of things that like the lizard brain works for for us, and one of them I think is engagement rings. Like we know what our means is, but that doesn't mean we're going to not exceed them to deliver the ring we want. Because like in honest, in all honesty. I like think part of the reason that guys buy engagement rings is they like the, the thing because the girl has something to show off and be like, yeah, see she's with me. Like, yeah. stay away. she We're together. Leave the her alone. Thing. Right. right. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a, the lizard brain. And so the problem is, is that I feel like if she made a big deal about it, of course, dude loves her if he's going to buy her engagement ring. So he wants to get her exactly what she wants because he wants her to be happy. But he's playing a game of chicken with himself and he's not going to fold. So like... Coming in calmly and suggesting, like, hey, you know, you guys are buying a house. Maybe, maybe just look again. Just look, see if there's anything else. Just run through one more time. That's all I'm saying. Because you can use the money elsewhere. It's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Frankly, I like. I, I go back to this example when when I was talking about. How I didn't want to tell anyone about the engagement ring shopping. And Ellie called and set me straight. And I'm so thankful to Ellie because I was like, I'm not gonna show anyone, I'm not gonna talk about it with anyone. I'm just gonna go do it. And Ellie's like, no, no, no. You take her in and you see what she likes, and then you just you don't buy it then. You send her away, and then you figure it out at a later date. So that way she gets to have the fun of doing so and you get to know specifically lizard brain running him up. Cause I was like, nah, I got this. I know exactly what to do. I'm gonna keep it a total secret. And it was dumb. It was dumb. So you gotta save, save your future son-in-law from himself. And it sounds like he's got a pretty good grasp on his daughters, too, in terms of the way that he can talk to her and how she'll react. So if he knows that she'll take some, I'm not saying Tyler for sure to take something, less, suggested. right? End of the day. Thank you. As a future son-in-law, totally appreciate it because you're going to save that guy from playing chicken with himself in a game he's not going to win. Thank you. Uh, speaking of parents, uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis came out and admitted flat out lies to his kids. They do not know he's an actor, but, but he has a extremely good reason, which we will get to, but what? Parents lie to their kids? No. No. Secrets out, parents. I mean, it's just, it's time to come clean. Yeah. For the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. Now, what jarred this memory loose yet again is that has revealed that he lies to his kids and says he works as an assistant librarian oh. instead of an actor. Nice. And the reason why is because his kids are four and seven and he doesn't want to tell them specifically about the Hangover movies, which are <sighs> really his big break.
1: It's true. And reasonable, I think.
0: A four and seven year old probably shouldn't watch those movies, right? No.
1: Like, no. Even I'm
0: like, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But, blah, but, blah, but, but, That is innocent enough and totally makes sense to me.
1: Right. I, one of the things that I really love, uh, Carrie Underwood is one of my all-time favorite human beings, period, because she's a great human. Her kids... Her son, I can't remember what his name is, Liam, Isaac, I don't remember, he didn't know that his mom was famous until he saw mom on the TV and he was like, wait a second, mommy, why are you on the TV? And so then she had to explain that she's like, oh yeah, I'm a famous country singer. And he was like, floored. He's like four or five years old. And he's like, what? You're famous? Adorable. So cute.
0: That one, those ones, innocent enough, right? However, sometimes it's not it's don't lie, parents. Sometimes it's out of convenience, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of laziness, financial means. I there's a mall in Indianapolis called the Circle Center Mall. Okay. It's a big mall. And I think two birthdays in a row, I went there because they have this, they have like this entire floor, like almost the entire upper floor is an arcade. Mm-hmm. And it is awesome. And we went two birthdays in a row, and I'm pretty sure, don't remember, because I was like, middle school-ish but spent i'm sure a fair amount of money to just spend the day in an arcade so like whenever we had some free time or whatever i was like let's go to the arcade no 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 aj you only get into that arcade because it's a special arcade oh. on your birthday Okay, that makes sense. Because it was way cooler than any other arcade. Like, it had all kinds of fun games and had a card. Like, it was one of those ones before everyone else did where you could, you just put all the funds on a card and you just put the card in and swipe it and then you just play. So it was like magic. It was awesome. Right. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. What is that, what is that lie that your parents told you just to, I'm
1: going to be honest, weasel out of something? What was it? I wasn't ever allowed to go to Chuck E. Cheese because I was told that I had to be invited to a birthday party to be able to go to Chuck E. Cheese, um, which I later discovered was not true. Um, Thanks, Mom. And looking back, I never got to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And you know why? Because I was never invited to a birthday party. So you know what? I just thought that my friends hated me. So Your mom
0: or whoever, dad, mom, aunt, uncle, grandpa. human set you up for that one because... Chuck E. Cheese is a magical place as a kid.
1: Dude, I don't want to go now. I mean, looking <laughs> at it now, fair. I'm like, this looks like a. Can we go to the kind Rat motel Pizza hole. place? No, like, yeah, it's fair. No, thanks. No, it's fair. I'll I pass.
0: Full choice to pick a mascot being a rat. I know. Uh, somebody just messaged us and said
1: Chuck E. Cheese is only for birthday parties. Dude, Chuck E. Cheese was only for birthday parties. That's what I got told too. <laughs> I couldn't go to Chuck E. Cheese unless it was a birthday. And then I was like, oh, can I have my birthday there? And my mom was like, no, it's got to be somebody else's birthday. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Someone texted us six eight two five five. would text start your text with VFX. McDonald's is only for road trips. Okay. Oh, so I didn't get that one. Um, I know for a fact. My mom when my mom went on this huge health kick. Okay. Like, she was the one that was the house where if you didn't eat your vegetables, you didn't get up off the table. Right. Right. On well, this huge health kick, and it was two times a week. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the reason, but I'm pretty sure there was penalty of death somewhere in there. Oh. Like you were only allowed to eat fast food two times a week or else you would die. Oh. Seems extreme, but it was something totally. like that. So yep. I, I feel you, Road Trips. I feel you. Yeah. Ooh, this one's evil. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one coming from a parent, apparently. We save McDonald's bags and cook hamburgers at home. Put them in the bag <gasps> to make them think they're MCD.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's genius. That's genius. I've got friends who do that with like Chick-fil-A. They'll make, like, chicken nuggets and stuff at home, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we you got have the a su- chick Do they have the sauce,
0: though? That's a I deal breaker for me. If they don't have the sauce. Like, you get the sauce, I can live with it.
1: I don't know. I don't know if they do or not. They may have it, but, yeah, I know I have friends who do that, mm. and I think it's genius. Look,
0: I'm look. At, at, there was a point in time where we would have obviously, and still to a certain point, be like, this is ridiculous. How dare they? And then you get to a certain age, and you're like. You guys are geniuses. I get it. I'm on board. I understand.
1: You guys are very smart. <laughs> You're very smart individuals.
0: Now, speaking of your attitude changing as you grow older, um, maybe I'm just remembering fondly so that I can feel better. But the they released, again, the age that is the most stressful. And I feel like it keeps getting pushed back. Okay. And I think that's only a sign of we just can't get our stuff together. Maybe I'm misremembering, but the most stressful age, I feel like, continues to get pushed back a little by little, which is good and bad. AJ McCall at VFX, according to most recent study, the Americans feel like the most stressful age is 36. Okay. And I feel like, because we've been doing this show for a minute.
1: Yes. It was mm,
0: like a year or two younger, just a few years ago. Okay. So good being, oh, good. The most stressful age is not to come for a few extra years. Bad news. It's getting pushed back. I think we just can't get our stuff together. Because the reason it's most stressful is because you, as it, and I quote, "you are knee deep in adulting." Yeah. Mortgage, family, career, etc.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> really, though, the question is: Is it better to get it out of the way, a la Utah, or to try and build your way up to it?
1: What, mortgage family adult? Mortgage family kids? I just feel
0: like if you were to base it off of mortgage family kids, that that's the reason all those factors combined at the age of 36, Yeah, Utah would get there a smidge sooner than 36.
1: Yeah, we're probably talking like 27-ish.
0: I was thinking, yeah, like a decade as well. So the question is, is it easier to just get that out of the way now and then start working on it, or to potentially build up to it
1: into your 30s? I'm just never going to do it, so (laughs) see ya. I don't don't know. I don't know what's going to be better. I feel like if you're younger, you have more stamina to be able to push through some of those stressful situations. So maybe younger, but also you're still processing your own ish, like your own Mm. responses and your own reactions on things. And so you're trying to figure out who you are as a person, all the while trying to provide and do these things like you know, have a family and take care of children and pay a mortgage and work and all of that. I'm overwhelmed just by you saying that. I I know. I know. So I could see how it would be better to do it earlier, but also worse. It's like a double-edged sword. If you were to start going, processing and doing like therapy at like 15 years old to like process through the way that you do things... I think you'd be okay.
0: Uh, there's a coworker in the building who I'm, I'm good friends with who told me once upon a time we were talking about having kids because we're the same age and he's got three and he told me once upon a time one of the one one of the reasons why is because if he had kids this age by the time they were grown up and out of the house he was still young and he would be young enough in his life to still do things as he heads towards retirement, which makes sense. My response to that specifically was, well, I view 20 to 30 as more valuable times in my life than 40 to 50. 20 to 30 is a more important decade to me than than 40 to 50. And so it was an interesting philosophical discussion, which leads us back to this and talking about, you know, which which years do you start... I don't want to say giving up, because it's not giving up, but changing the, the devotion, right? When you don't have a mortgage, a marriage, kids, you can... Be selfish very easily, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a mortgage, a marriage of kids, you cannot. Right. You cannot be successful, at least. I should add that caveat. And so I'm with you. I would think later, ideally, as long as you're building up to it, would be better because you would be more prepared for what's to come. One of the biggest things I think I see from people, at least in my hometown, that had kids early, one of the things I see their issues they struggle with is that they had kids early and then they still want to – live a similar life to other people in their 20s and 30s who don't have kids. And it's like, well, like you, you're allowed to have time and vacation, all that, but also, you know, there's someone depending on you that you kind of have to put their priorities pretty far up on the pecking order. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. Yay 36, here we come. It's gonna be great. All the stuff at once. I'm just gonna buy it all at once. Get (laughs) married, have kids, and buy a house all in the same year. Perfect. It's gonna be great. I had a friend who legitimately they bought a house (laughs) <laughs> they bought a car and they had a kid, All not only not all in the same year, like all within like three months. Dang. And I was like, Pfft. you guys need like a shoulder rub or something? Like you guys need so, a sleeping pill? What do you need? <laughs> That's wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, speaking of relationships, part of this whole equation, there was a stat that was revealed in terms of dating uh, sites and how you can be more successful. And the answer to me, and I think to everyone at this point, is duh. duh. Yeah. Yeah. There's one addition fellas specifically need to make to their dating profile that'll make you more successful. The thing is, is like the explanation's really easy. You know, there's a meme that says, uh, if you're funny, you got a better chance of the bagging girl out of your league because she spends a lot more time with her eyes closed. Uh huh. And in all honesty, look, I'm not saying that ladies can't put their foot in their mouth, but like as a fella, I feel like if someone's going to make a faux pas early on in this r- relationship... It's the dude. Uh-huh. AJ McCall at VFX. So making her laugh gives you some coverage. Having a dog that she pays a lot of attention to gives you some coverage. Correct. And so the stat is, of course, that people, uh, men specifically with dogs in their dating profiles are much likely, much more likely to be successful in terms of finding matches. Yes. Duh. Who doesn't love dogs? Yes. Also, again, probably helps, too, because when she's looking at the, the thing, flip it through the pictures or whatever... Her eyes really going to be drawn to not the dog first. Yeah. No, right. the latest statistic. See that one? No argument. This one, the latest statistic though, is the one that's a little bit mind-boggling because I think it was written by, well, someone with a biased bias in it. Okay. But apparently, guys who pose with dogs on dating apps are more likely to want to settle down than do- guys who don't.
1: I think it makes sense.
0: I'm going to guess based on the argument of you have something to take care of, right? Arguably more
1: responsible. Sure, you've already made the commitment. Yeah, you're already making a commitment. I think this survey was done by dogs
0: because they want what, another love. Yes. Yep. They get another person out of it. it means potential someone else to give them treats, more snacks. If they don't get their way with one, of course, you can go to the other. That's true. I think this was 100% written by a dog. Probably. Magically, this survey comes out of Canada. And apparently they studied hundreds of dating profiles and just, and this, this is the ridiculous part. So they, the psychologists in question asked men, were you looking for something serious or just a fling? Can we just, can we just acknowledge, can we just acknowledge that question may not always get the right answer as well? The most honest answer, excuse me.
1: I don't know. In like a, I feel like in a, like a survey sitting, I think it's yes. Because usually I think the surveys that they, they do, for the most part, because I've been a part of a couple of different surveys, I feel like it's just this mass conglomeration of questions. And so by the time they get to the question about dating online, on a dating profile or whatever, they're like, yes, oh my gosh, let me be done with this survey. It's taken me 40 freaking minutes. I want to be done.
0: It's worth noting, McCall has much more patience for surveys than the average person. Though, True. See. Okay. Just some uh, filler here for you. 80% of men who are looking for something serious had at least one picture of a dog compared to 50%. Okay. Also, the psychologists found out that the men who are most likely just want to hook up themselves on motorcycles, yes. boats, or yes. shirtless. Yes. FYI. Yes. But again, this survey was done by a dog. You can't get this to be otherwise. Yep. Because they wanted a second partner in the house. Because what's the, what's the loss of that?
1: Yep, they want Exa- big
0: snuggles. Exactly. Egg- exactly. And, Frank, I'm not saying dogs can't be affectionate, or excuse me, men can't be affectionate to dogs. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But, like, come on. A-, a dog mama's boy? Come on. yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: There's no denying it. What do you have that we need to get? AJ McCall on VFX Facebook Roulette. We're going to find the post we think is best. Between the two of us, best one goes on the VFX Facebook page. AJ Knight, McCall, Taylor, what do you got? If you're friends with us, we can find it. McCall.
1: Well, I landed on a video that just says this needs to be in the the Olympics right now. And it's like a video of people who are like running up the wall and putting sticky notes higher than the last person. Oh. It's really cool. It's like parkour-ish. Fair enough. It's really neat. I've, I've just been like fascinated watching it.
0: I mean, if high jump... Yeah, is something or let's see how far you can throw something. Why not? Let's see how far you can stick a sticky note. Yeah, it
1: feels like it fits. High wall run. Yeah, what I'm gonna call it. Feels like it totally
0: fits. I landed on my friend Blaine. Its picture says, "If you're cold there, cold, don't worry, though <laughs> no, they're already in the house." And it's a it's a spider hanging down in what looks like a sunset. Because they are. they
1: uh-huh. They're
0: coming for
1: you. They are. You can win. Yay, spiders!
0: When I lived, I had an apartment on campus. We had a balcony. And in the corner of the balcony, there was this tiny spider. And we would sit out there all the time. So we would catch moths and throw them up there. Mm-hmm. And then that spider, no joke, because I only lived there for a year, in like a span of four months, grew from like the size of a penny to like the size of a half dollar. Dang. And so we called him Al because we only saw him at night. And I told him, I, I looked at him, and said, Al, here's the deal. You stay out here, no problem. You yeah. come inside, all bets are off. Fair reasonable and then during the winter he disappeared and i assume he moved in but i never saw him again so i hope he's doing well yeah the aj Knight, the mccall taylor find and add us across all social media same with aj mccall in utah's vfx just a few spots left to join us for our uh, ghost hunt we're going out with the other realm friday night Message them on Facebook to RSVP. It's 10 bucks to go. It'll be a ton of fun, but there are just a few spots left. Thank you to everyone that signed up so quickly. Unfortunately, there's only a limited amount of spots, and I highly suggest you check them out regardless because I've been out with them before, and they're great. Uh, vote for ParkNarks, and uh, it's gray out, and I think it's only going to get grayer. Yeah. Please be careful. Yes. It is just the start of a week. There's no reason to rush or anything. Please, please, please be careful. Yes. So until tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't
1: do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.